0: we need to stop. We need to, you know, we need to figure out what it is maybe the Spirit is wanting us to understand in our lives. And some of, the, some of the time, and a lot of the time, it comes right here from the Spirit's inspired Word of God. The chapter right before, in chapter 15, there's this big thing happening, and the Jews are like, these, Jew, these Messianic Christians are like, what do we do with all these these Gentiles who are confessing the name of Christ. And, and it does say that the Spirit get bore witness to them, but it also shows us that the prophet Amos, because they quote from Amos, helped them in giving them guidance as to knowing what's happening here. God's Spirit will never lead us in opposition to what has been given in his word. When someone says, listen, this is, God has placed this on my heart. At one time I had a problem with this. I don't, I don't have a problem with it anymore because I just feel like God, this is where he is now. Let me tell you something, that's not from God. That's a different kind of spirit that's happening. And we see that a lot in our world. And we're seeing it a lot sometimes among Christians it would be nice if we had a burning bush sitting outside our house, and it told us exactly what we need to think and what we need to do and where we need to go. It'd be nice to have, like Paul, have a vision. And I think there may be a place for visions and dreams. I'm not saying that this, that God can't work that way today. I just don't think we need to expect it. That may be a good, more wild talk sometime. However, we must prepare ourselves to be led ever how the spirit's going to lead. We don't always know when, we don't always know how. We just know that God's spirit is alive and is among us and in us. And that we've got to be prepared when when that comes, that guidance comes, that we will take it. It may be something as simple as, you know what? You're going through some things and you're reading your Bible and it's like, "Whoa. You know what? Boy, I needed that today." It just seems like God's doing something here. God's wanting me to see something here. Sometimes God works in our minds. Sometimes God works in our hearts. And, and we have to be careful because we've got to be able to distinguish sometimes between the Spirit and our own desires. And that's not always the easiest of things. Again, I've seen Christians over the years and and, and they'll say, you know what, I really believe that God is leading me to do this or do that. This is what the Spirit is telling me. And even though everybody else is saying, this is really a bad idea. And I've seen people who ended up in divorce, even though they said, no, God's going to bless this marriage. Or they, they ended up, uh, you know, bankrupt or, or they, they left us. They went to another church because, they, you know, this God is leading us that, that really this is where we need to be. And now today, they don't go to church anywhere. You can't tell me that was God's purpose. I just don't believe that. Proverbs has something to say to us about those things, doesn't it? There is a way that seems right. Listen, there is. It seems right. But he says, sometimes those ways are going to lead you in an area that you just don't want to go. There is much more we could say about the guidance of the Spirit. I think the main thing I want you to understand from this text, because we've got other things to talk about, is the fact that we need this guidance in our lives. I read an article, very interesting. Um, it was called, whoops, it was called 178 uh, Seconds to Live. And they took these 20 pilots, they were all very good pilots, they could... Fly in clear weather, no problems. Um, but they had never had any kind of instrument training. So they were all put into this simulator, flight simulator. And they were supposed to to stay up and stay airborne and do the best they can as they flew through these dark clouds, bad weather kind of things. Every single one of these guys, very capable pilots. Every single one of them, they all crashed and burned in an average of 178 seconds. It shows that when things are clear, it's, it's a lot easier. But when things get very cloudy, it's not always all that easy. We often think that we're smart enough, that we're experienced enough to make life choices. But human judgment is not always right. Sometimes we're just flat out wrong. I, I, listen, if we can't learn anything from 2020 and 21, I hope that we learn this that we're not all, we're flying in the dark sometimes. Too many times we ignore this inner guidance because we think that we know better, because we prefer a certain way to go. Paul listened to the Spirit. Even though he was rejected into going into two different areas that he wanted to take the gospel. Folks, what's so bad about that? Why couldn't Paul just say, you know what, Lord, I'm doing this for you. I really believe this is, this is the way I need to go. I need to go on into Asia. This is, these are the people. And, and sometimes we do that with the Lord. You know what, I feel like maybe God doesn't want me to do this. But I think as long as I'm just trying to serve the Lord, I, you know, I don't think listening to those promptings is necessarily that important. Providence is another way that God leads us. Providence is those open doors that happen to us at times. You know, it's like, wow, this door opened. And this is a real blessing. But providence is not just doors that open. Sometimes they're doors that close. Sometimes it's God saying, you don't need to go there. And whenever we try to kick down a door that God is trying to close God does not look at us and say boy they are tenacious I love that in them no we're setting ourselves up for failure Paul shows us that closed doors are spirit-led moments even though it may seem negative to us at the time God may shut a door to a ministry God may shut shut a door to a mission trip God may put obstacles in our way such as sicknesses or financial struggles or the loss of a job and it's like well that's terrible why would God ever allow those things to happen don't know and it's easy to become frustrated and discouraged because we can't imagine why God would shut certain doors you know what I mean what is Paul doing he's taking the gospel why would God stop something like that? There are things about this last year that I just, I, I don't have answers to. I think just about every single church has lost people during this pandemic. Some of it has been to death. And then some of it is people who left and they just never came back. People that we might even be like, I'm shocked. Some ministers, I know of a couple of ministers, that they have been let go because they now financially, through this pandemic, they can't support that minister anymore. Doors have been closed. Some churches have... Cut out certain ministries because it's like, you know, we just we don't have the people we used to have. And therefore, there's certain things that we can't do. We're trying to figure out what those are. Some churches, I know of a couple of churches, they have closed their doors completely during this pandemic. And they're not opening back up because they've gotten to a point they just don't have enough to operate. Church leaders around the world, around our nation, right here in this church... You know they're banging their head. They're praying about it. They're trying to figure out. You know what? How do we keep this thing going? And then we see it's like you know we got this new variant that's out there, and it seems like it's really kicked up. And it's like, how are we ever going to get back to normal, right? Church leaders they spend a lot of sleepless nights thinking about these things. How do we get people back? How are we going to get people that are lost in our community? How we how are we going to bring these people into our doors? How, how are we going to show them Jesus? You know, how, what do we worry sometimes about finances. What are we going to do in certain situations? How are we going to keep the back door shut so people stop leaving? Church leaders, they, they, they're in those positions to think about those things. But also, I think maybe they need to look at it through Acts 16. Because what we find here in Acts 16 is that maybe the Lord is going to shut some doors. Maybe He doesn't want us to go back to normal because normal wasn't working before. Maybe normal is that we just, normal to us is what's comfortable, what we like. Maybe normal is about, all about an inward focus and not about the fact of what Paul is doing, and that is reaching the lost, and we've lost that focus, and this is making us wake up to some things. Maybe a minister is, it had to be fired from a job, be let go, because God needs him somewhere else, and this is about the only way it was going to happen. Maybe there's a ministry that just no longer has its effect. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. Maybe there's a church that's closed because they no longer were doing God's will. Oh, they were getting all the worship stuff right. They were not serving the Lord. Maybe there's a certain mission point that, that had to get stops, certain support because they've been taking advantage of, of those who have been supporting them. And I'm not saying that is the situation in all of these, okay? I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that I do think church leaders and Christians need to take a hard look. One of those hard looks is, hey, do our elders need to keep me I'm serious they know I feel this way I've told them this many times in the past that doesn't mean they're trying to get rid of me and I'm not trying to get them to get rid of me (laughs) at all but look if we're saying if what is God where is God leading us and that means even me I've got to look at this and say you know what if this is what it's leading then then that's what needs to happen it's okay In the past, I've tried to keep doors open that were supposed to be closed. There was one place, a congregation that I went to, and I knew, felt it deep within. I had an absolute unrest. And I went to it, even though, you know, and I went to it for wrong reasons. And you might be shocked by this. It was the worst work I'd ever been a part of. It was hard. It was hard on me. It was hard on my family. And the Lord tried to shut that door, but I busted it wide open. Thankfully, after not that long there, God closed that door and he opened the way here. And this to me has been the best work I've ever been a part of. And I know without the terrible circumstances and terrible situations that I dealt with over there, I wouldn't be here. No one said going by God's leading is easy. If you look at Acts chapter 16, you know, here, God sends them there, right? And then, you know, he goes down and, and they heal that girl with the demon possession. But her owners didn't like it because she was kind of their golden goose, if you will. And so they, they turn them in and they get arrested. And they're beaten, they're flogged, they're put in stocks, they're thrown into the innermost prison and some of us at that point we would be like really Lord you shut these doors over here so that I would come here and now this is where I am it's easy to feel the Spirit is leading us when things are going our way when we're going the direction we want to go the way that is most comfortable for us but life often has detours we are often rerouted and there's unexpected turns and obstacles we we tend to fight it and we think it's a bad thing although sometimes things that we thought were really bad and maybe they were difficult situations eventually we see the good there was something good that came out of it what if your choice is pleasure but god's choice for you is pain What if your choice is to keep, but God's choice for you is to give? What if your choice is to accumulate more, but God's choice for you is to have less? What if your choice is relaxation, but God's choice is discipline? What if the path that you have chosen is not His intended path? Will you keep following Him? What about... Paul, Silas, well about midnight they were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Now, there was going to be a great jailbreak. They don't know it at the time. They're still in stocks. Their backs are still aching from the flogging. Will you keep following when the answer is no? some of you can't figure out why your plans just keep failing and you keep trying but they keep failing and God is trying he may be trying for you to give up that plan because he's got a better one for you your plan has to fail you planned it to be well you plan to be well but you're sick you plan to have more than enough but you are in lack You plan to be in a relationship, but you are alone. But the real question is, will you keep serving? Will you keep worshiping? Will you continue to obey the will of God when the answer is no? Will you allow that detour to take you to another level of faith? What does the Bible say? The testing of our faith works. Patience and on and on it goes. Or... Will these closed doors just make you angry at God? Will the detour make you apathetic? Will it make you want to quit? It's okay to mourn in those times, but just keep marching. It's okay to pour out your heart to God, tell the Lord how you're feeling, but you just keep driving on that detour. Faith is not, it's not developed in straight lines Faith is built during detours. And some of us, we need to wrestle with some stuff, don't we? If you're unwilling to change paths, to accept his plans, to adjust to his ways, and you're going to miss a break-in or some breakthrough in your life. Are his thoughts and his ways, do you still believe they're higher than yours? Twelve times in the book of Acts we see an action that is met with an adverse reaction a negative at times their lives were threatened but they rose in the authority of christ and god advanced them as a result you look back here's paul and silas they're in jail they're shackled and if you read the rest of the story, there's an earthquake that happens. And, and they're, they're set free and the guard comes in or the, the, the chief uh, guard comes in. And he sees that the prisoners have gone or he thinks that they're gone. And he's going to kill himself because otherwise he's going to be killed anyway for letting prisoners escape. And Paul says, no, 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 don't do that. And he says, what do I need to do to be saved? And he tells them about Jesus And that night, he and all his household were baptized. When God's Spirit closes the door, he merely has his sights on something else that we just can't see yet. Some of you are in one of those detours, more than likely, this morning. And what I say to you is seek the Lord's will. It may be that God is leading you to make some kind of public decision that, you know what, I want to be a part of this church. I want to be a part of of what God's doing here. I want want something to matter in my life and what I do for Christ. It may be some of you here and and you're not a Christian and, and he's calling you. He's calling you. Come. He wants to save us. let him open your heart and be baptized and like Paul and Silas and Luke and those who are on this journey with them God has has people here in this church I'm just one of many that want to sit down with you and just show you about Jesus that's it just want to tell you about Jesus and you may have some questions, and that's one of the reasons we do do the, the coffee with the preacher. You can ask questions, or you can set up a time. We can sit and talk some more. But that's that's a good place for these things. But will you submit to what God's calling you? Let's pray. Father, forgive us for getting ahead of your plans. And help us to know when to stop and listen for your direction. Your ways are perfect, Lord. You know every decision we need to make and every challenge that we face. Father, forgive us when we try to figure out on our own. Father, we need you. We need your spirit to give us direction. We are here today with open hearts and open minds, open hands. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.